0: Hey y'all, no opening question today. So if it's all right with you, I would like to just jump right in. Let's get to it. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you are, we hope you are well and safe. Welcome to Trying to Blow Out a Light Bulb: People of Color in Recovery. I am your host, Desiree. This podcast is intended to give voice and a safe space to the unique experiences of people of color struggling with the effects of alcoholism and addiction, be it within ourselves or a loved one, family member, or friend. We strive to honor this intent by providing content solely sourced by those of us who identify as a person of color. All are welcome to tune in. We are friends, family members, and loved ones of alcoholics and addicts that have found a path to peace and serenity. We who live or have lived with the seemingly hopeless problem of addiction understand as perhaps few others can. So much depends on our own attitudes, and we believe that changed perspectives can provide relief and lead to healing. Before we begin, we'd like to express that in this podcast, we represent ourselves rather than any 12-step group or program. Here, we share our own experiences. The opinions expressed are strictly those of the person who gave them. Take what you like and leave the rest. It is our hope that you'll find something in our sharing that speaks to you and resonates within the confines of your heart and mind. Let's heal y'all. Okay, again, welcome. Today's reading also serves as the episode topic. Um, It is an open letter from an alcoholic. I am an alcoholic. I need your help. Don't lecture, blame, or scold me. You wouldn't be angry with me for having cancer or diabetes. Alcoholism is a disease too. Don't pour out my liquor. It's just a waste because I can always find ways of getting more. Don't let me provoke your anger. If you attack me verbally or physically, you will only confirm my bad opinion about myself. I hate myself enough already. Don't let your love and anxiety for me lead you into doing what I ought to do for myself. If you assume my responsibilities, you make my failure to assume them permanent. My sense of guilt will be increased, and you will feel resentful. Don't accept my promises. I'll promise anything to get off the hook. But the nature of my illness prevents me from keeping my promises, even though I mean them at the time. Don't make empty threats. Once you have made a decision, stick to it. Don't believe everything I tell you. It may be a lie. Denial of reality is a symptom of my illness. Moreover, I'm likely to lose respect for those I can fool too easily. Don't let me take advantage of you or exploit you in any way. Love cannot exist for long without the dimension of justice. Don't cover up for me or try in any way to spare me the consequences of my drinking. Don't lie for me, pay my bills, or meet my obligations. It may avert or reduce the very crisis that would prompt me to seek help. I can continue to deny that I have a drinking problem as long as you provide an automatic escape for the consequences of my drinking. Above all, do learn all you can about alcoholism and the role in relation to me. Go to open AA meetings when you can attend Al-Anon meetings regularly, read the literature and keep in touch with Al-Anon members. They're the people who can help you see the whole situation clearly. I love you. You're an alcoholic. Okay, let's get right into it. So a few weeks ago, this open letter from an alcoholic was read at a meeting i attended as soon as i heard the first few sentences i knew i wanted to do an episode on this piece because my initial thought a few sentences in was man that would have been extremely helpful had i heard it when i first entered the rooms i wasn't hearing any of these messages from sober alcoholics and wasn't initially aware Um, that it's encouraged to go to open AA meetings. So the reassurance that I wasn't fucking things up was a top priority for me at the time. I knew I had to dig into this piece because I know if I experienced it, there are probably others out there also experiencing it in varying degrees and probably experiencing it right now in real time and so it may be helpful to examine its parts. The piece as a whole read as a do's and don'ts list from the alcoholic's perspective as an act of love, the best way the author knew how, in my opinion. Even three years in, I find the simplistic concept of do's and don'ts such a blessing of recovery. I don't know about y'all, But one effect this disease has had on me is it's heightened my tendency to think negatively. Nothing would ever work in my favor. And why the hell would it? I was thinking the negativity into existence and then becoming resentful because of it. But this concept of do or don't, will or won't, reminds me that the choice is mine. More importantly, it reminds me that I have a choice. Many times the negative thinking that turned into resentment was caused due to my belief that I didn't have a choice. I believed that if I made a decision, I was obligated to stick with it. Even if it was later revealed that the decision I made then wasn't what was right for me presently. It reminds me that I'm human and in order to grow, I must be open and willing to change. At the very least, provide myself the time required to take a breath and think things through. It's okay to ask questions and wonder, what if? And whatever that what if may be, it's totally okay to think about it from time to time. In preparation for this episode, I went back and reread the open letter a few times, and I highlighted parts of the letter that activated me. I thought it'd be a great idea to point these highlights out and dive into them a little deeper. So the first highlight I had um, was, or is, alcoholism is a disease too. I definitely remember that hearing this in meetings very early on. The three C's, which again are, I didn't cause it, I can't control it, and I can't cure it. The three C's were introduced to me at my second Al-Anon meeting. And I know it was also mentioned in that meeting that alcoholism is, is a disease. And for the most part, I had accepted this concept. I accepted this as fact. But I think it would have hit me differently if I knew the notion was coming from somebody actually living it. Like, it's one thing to know cancer exists, right? It's another thing to have cancer or for a loved one to have it. It's just a completely different experience that we go through. Compound that with the fact that my reality during my early Al-Anon days was that I was living with active alcoholism and there were no signs of recognition of a problem, nor any signs of slowing down. And it became evident how much it would have meant to hear this, hear that alcoholism is a disease too. From someone that has been there and is here to tell me about it, there would there would have been a genuine sense of hope as opposed to the act-as-if mentality I conceded to. The next highlight I had or have is, don't let me provoke your anger. If you attack me verbally or physically, you will only confirm my bad opinion about myself. I hate myself enough already. Yeah, this one would have helped immensely. My anger... I would allow my anger to get provoked. And my weapon of choice was my tongue, still is. It's sharp. And if you got me there, it won't mince words. And I'm happy, elated even at times, to verbally illustrate to you that I'm smarter and therefore better than you. Yeah, definitely not my proudest moments, but in the end, alcohol won. Because as time went on, that boisterous, I'll tell you confidence that I had was confined to my thoughts. Fear consumed me and shut my throat. It forced my teeth to press on my tongue to ensure not even a peep would escape. And as a consequence, that fear had nowhere to go. So I trapped it, suppressed it, and absorbed it. But fear not. It definitely made sure, the fear definitely made sure I felt it as I let it go. The next highlight I have is, if you assume my responsibilities, you make my failure to assume them permanent. Okay, see, this was me. I swore, I swore up and down I had to pick up the slack because if I didn't, if I didn't, I couldn't live with the consequences. I completely fell into the martyrdom role, gladly accepted it, and made sure you saw my badge. This role, this role of martyrdom morphed into self-righteousness and resentment quickly followed. I was convinced that if he would just do as I was doing and telling him to do, if he would just do as I was telling him to do, he'd be happy and healthy and I'd be happy. And bam, successful marriage. Um, insert the sarcasm wherever you want. It's it's all over. <laughs> it's all over that um, that little paragraph. The next highlight is, but the nature of my illness prevents me from keeping my promises, even though I mean them at the time. Yeah, this one would have definitely helped. I was so accustomed to believing everything that was said to me because I never had a reason not to, until I did. And once I started questioning, that's when the gaslighting ratcheted up. It had me second guessing everything. It was extremely difficult to accept that he had no control over alcohol and its effects on him, especially when he swore he was under control and everything was fine. He just liked to have a good time And alcohol was his way of having a good time. And what was so wrong with that? I'd be asked. The next highlight, once you have made a decision, stick to it. So this is highlighted and underlined. To hear from an alcoholic that it would be beneficial not to be a wishy-washy mess would have definitely been a blessing. I know I had to get to this understanding at my own time, but I feel it's vital to point out that making a decision and sticking to it has been a cornerstone in my recovery. It's helped me practice rebuilding my confidence, and it's also blossomed the friendship I have for and with myself. I like me. I actually like who I'm becoming. I've never been able to say that and actually mean it. Um, The next highlight denial of reality is a symptom of my illness hearing this from an alcoholic absolutely would have helped me in my early stages and i will read the sentence again because i need to hear it again denial of my reality is a symptom of my illness i had no clue and then once i started to question i was told i was crazy and it was all in my head And then I was forced to deny my reality, the reality I was experiencing in order to keep the peace in my own home. The amount of mind-fucking I allowed is deplorable, but I now know my limits because they were definitely tested and pushed. The next highlight, love cannot exist for long without the dimension of justice. This one is also highlighted and underlined. I think this is my favorite sentence in the whole letter. Well, at least today it is. Love cannot exist for long without the dimension of justice. The poetry within the word choice alone just, it it just gets me, it sends me. So much so that i looked up the word dimension i looked up the definition of the word dimension i wondered why this word why was this word chosen why not presence presence of justice significance of justice acknowledgement of justice nope dimension so dimension is defined as a measurable extent of some kind such as length breadth depth, or height, or an aspect or feature of a situation, problem, or thing. For me, today, dimension is used in this letter as a combination of both definitions. Dimension allows justice to vary, because let's face it, the effects of alcoholism and addiction definitely vary person to person, situation to situation. It's why so many of us affected by it can't sit still and react to everything, especially when we're living with active addiction or active drinking, because we never know what's coming around the corner. For And for me, even when it was evident that the justice had just been diminished to dust, there like there was no justice, I was adamant that I was going to sweep that dust up and mold it into something tangible, mold it into something I can use and utilize. But there just wasn't enough water or glue in the world to morph that dust, to make it into something. And the more I tried, the finer the dust became to the point I could no longer see it and even attempt to gather it. Once I accepted, there was no love without the dimension of justice it became easier for me to detach. I began to understand the true essence of powerlessness and that my freedom was in my power to admit I had absolutely no control over people, places, and things. So we have two more highlights. Um, The next one is I can continue to deny that I have a drinking problem as long as you provide an automatic escape for the consequences of my drinking, so this one ties. Um, this one ties into one of the aforementioned highlights regarding responsibility. I resented my qualifier for not pulling his weight, and yet I continuously cleaned up messes and lied and omitted the reality of my home life because that's what a good wife is supposed to do, right? we're supposed to clean and feed and nurture and take care of and support. Sure, yes, yes. I still believe that these are great qualities for a wife to bestow, for anyone to bestow. But my home life was not that. Cleaning up someone else's mess, another adult that is perfectly capable of cleaning up their own mess, That's not taking care, that's not support, that's enabling. And so while I was a willing participant in the chaos, because I thought it was my duty, it was all his fault. This is my thinking, it was all his fault because why am I the only one, why am I the only adult doing the adulting? It honestly never dawned on me that I had a choice. I didn't have to clean up his messes. More importantly, I didn't have to clean up his messes because they weren't a reflection against me at all. Hearing this from an alcoholic, I think would have helped me understand and accept that my actions contributed to the chaos as well. And the last one, the last highlight. Attend Al-Anon meetings regularly, read the literature, and keep in touch with Al-Anon members. They're the people who can help you see the whole situation clearly. I understood this concept pretty early on. But again, it would have been nice to hear from someone that has been there and back to provide me with feedback because I was hearing the exact opposite from the active drinker. But I'm grateful this concept stuck with me early on because the constant attacks against recovery and my decision to practice a program may have deterred me otherwise. Recovery has been more than a blessing for my journey into finding myself, and I'm grateful to and for everyone I've encountered thus far. And I look forward to encountering even more blessings and abundance as I continue forward on my path to peace and serenity as always we'd love to hear from you what resonated activated and inspired you from this episode's commentary we can be found at our website trying to blow out a lightbulb.com. Um, you can also email us at trying to blow out a light bulb at gmail.com we can also be found on social media um, there is a Facebook page trying to blow out a light bulb um, we're also on instagram the instagram handle is trying to blow out a light bulb and the Twitter handle we are also on Twitter Twitter <laughs> Twitter handle is let's heal y'all Again, we'd love to hear your experience, strength, and hope. Thank you for tuning in. We welcome you and hope you find the support and guidance we have been privileged to experience. We who live or have lived with the problem of alcoholism and addiction understand as perhaps few others can. We too were lonely and frustrated, but we discover that no situation is really hopeless. And that it is possible for us to heal whether the addict is still using or not we urge you to use this podcast as a meeting between meetings as a way to discover if a journey to recovery speaks to you recovery has helped many of us find solutions that lead to serenity much depends on our own attitudes and as we learn to place our problem in its true perspective we find that it loses its power to dominate our thoughts and our lives. Without such spiritual help, living with alcoholism and addiction is too much for most of us. In closing, we would like to say that the opinions expressed here were strictly those of the person who gave them. Take what you liked and leave leave the rest. A few special words to those of you who haven't been with us long. Whatever your problems, there are those among us who have had them too. If you try to keep an open mind, you will find help. You will come to realize that there was no situation too difficult to be bettered and no unhappiness too great to be lessened. Let understanding, love, and peace grow in you one day at a time. Let's heal y'all.